Hey, are you unclear about how you're going to hit all your goals for 2022? Maybe you just need a new map. Do you love your work? Do you think it's possible? Well, you're about to find out. It's time for 48 Days to the Work You Love with Dan Miller on the 48 Days Online Radio Show. Whether you need a professional tune-up or a work overhaul, this is the program for you. Now, here's your host, Dan Miller. You know, as we head into the brand new year here, you're probably thinking, like all of us, how am I going to hit those goals I set? What do I want to accomplish in those seven different areas of life that we map out now that you've got your goals set? How are you going to do that? Hey, maybe you just need a new map. I'm going to tell you about how you can get a new map in response to questions like, what's the best way to move up to the house we want? How can I get the nicer car I want this year? I want 2020 to be the year I start my own business. How do I begin? Well, our quotation for today comes from Cervantes, old-time writer who said, the road is better than the inn. Again, it's the inn, not the end. The road is better than the inn, the hotel, the motel. Enjoy the road. Well, and our resource today is going to be my reading list. I've got lots of reading recommendations. You know I'm a big Reader, big fan of reading as a way to change your life, open new doors of opportunity. Nothing has opened new doors, new horizons for me more than the books that I've read. So if you go to 48days.com slash reading, you'll see books that I recommend there. 48days.com slash reading. I want to tell you a couple stories. This is going to be a, a short holiday episode here. This being, again, New Year's week, depending on when you're listening to this. Um, that's going to be coming out on um, New Year's Day, actually. No, well, actually, depending on when you're listening to it, it might be the day before. So what we're going to do is uh, I want to tell you a couple of quick stories to keep your thinking fresh and maybe help you understand a couple of new ways to approach the things that you want to. So here's a story that I've got in Wisdom Meets Passion. So you may have seen it there. There was a Native American tribal chief who was listening to the men who were concerned and actually complaining about the lack of game they were finding in all the usual hunting spots. Whenever the tribe was having difficulty finding new game, the chief would take a dried animal skin. He'd crinkle it repeatedly, fold it up, open it up until deep lines appeared. And then he'd mark with some special places already familiar to the hunters And then he'd tell the hunting party that this was an ancient map and that the crinkled lines showed the best hunting trails used by their ancestors. So armed with this new information, the hunting party would set out with confidence and enthusiasm and surprisingly enough, would always find an abundance of game for the tribe. Now the map was nothing but randomly created lines. So why did it unleash new success for the hunters? Well, I think there are several reasons that we can learn from. It broke the rut of sameness. It encouraged them to look in places nearby, but off the familiar path, it produced a positive anticipation. I mean, the chief said, look, here's a map that was used by our ancestors. Use this. So just the positive anticipation helped increase their success. It put the tools for success in their hands. No excuses, no blaming. It was presented as a hidden secret. 
I mean, how many things do you hear today? You know, seven never before revealed secrets, you know, secrets from the, the wise men on the, town of, on, on the top of Mount Kilimanjaro, whatever, secrets. Well, if you're tr- having trouble finding game, maybe you just need a new map. As I was thinking about this concept and wanting to share it today, I actually took a blank piece of paper, crumpled it up, then opened it up again. I imagined my house and saw all the familiar roads. But then I was amazed at what I started to see and just thought about, what if I went that way? What if I went over here instead of the usual way that I go? I mean, what if you just made a new map? Start to see where it could lead you. Now, here's some of the issues that you listeners have just sent in. These are you know, from listeners like you, my job is phased out, went to contractors, adapting a new job series, um, lack of support from spouse. These are challenges that you all as listeners say that you're dealing with right now. Using experienced skills to get work that pays significantly more than current salary. Going from owning my own job to running an actual business with employees. How to find time for another income stream when I'm already working 60 hours a week. Dream job has become so simple, it's boring. I got fired yesterday. I'm transitioning from a life soul-sucking employment situation to life-fulfilling entrepreneurship. At 53, I cannot figure out what to do, what I like for a career. Now, those, again, are just recent things that come in and just flowing in. And if you've got questions, again, be sure to shoot those in. I love hearing the questions you've got, success stories you've got as well. Go to 48days.com slash ask Dan, and you'll see there a place you can submit your question. And then what I'm going to do in uh, 2022, I haven't done this before, but if I use your question, I'll send you an autographed copy of the new 48 Days to the Work You Love. So shoot your questions in, 48days.com, ask Dan. And if I use it, I'll uh, send you an autographed copy. I need to make sure that we've got your, kept your address. Now that I think about it, a mailing address on that form, I'll make sure that uh, we get that checked out. So that's there. Now, remember back when we didn't, didn't have GPS, when we'd actually pull out a physical map and follow the roads. I mean, I sure remember that. I mean, if you were going from here to California or wherever you're going, you didn't have GPS, you had a map. And once in a while, you'd have to ask some strangers in little town, you know, which way to Houston or wherever it is that you're going. Now, I mean, we're so spoiled. We just put in the destination, just follow the voice. It tells us when to turn, how many miles to the next turn. But maybe by focusing on the destination, we miss some of the beauty and the lessons along the way. Do we even care about the scenery along the way? And one of the things that Joanne and I frequently do, we've made many trips from Tennessee down to Florida. And we decided years ago that um, we might enjoy not having to go through Atlanta. So we'd go from Tennessee straight south. We'd go down through Huntsville and Birmingham, Montgomery. But somewhere along the way, we just decide, eh, we need to make a left turn. So we head over to Florida and we discovered a whole lot of new routes. Now, we did that primarily by looking at physical maps because GPS is going to take you one certain way. It's going to take you the same way every single time. Nah, we didn't do that. We just look at a map and just decide this looks like an interesting path and it kind of angles down the way that we want to go. So we'll ultimately come down to Tampa and then on down from there. So we did that a lot. Just looking for interesting route to take. 
You know, maybe the road itself is the valuable part. The new journey you get to take, the enjoyment of the scenery, finding a new park, seeing a new lake, stopping at a little restaurant you would have never seen otherwise. We've discovered some really marvelous little eating places by going through little towns that the GPS would never take us through. So if you want to move into a new career, enjoy the process of moving in that direction. If you're positioning for a promotion in your work, Experience the value of helping those around you, of looking for ways you can make life easier for your supervisor and learning new skills to make you more valuable. I mean, if you want to move to a new location, savor the process of getting there. Make sure you've got a map with a lot of options on it. Now, you've heard me talk about here for a very long time now. It's now been four and a half years since I was notified by Williamson County Codes in Franklin, Tennessee, that the sanctuary we were using, the old barn we converted into an office and guest quarters on our property, was in violation of Franklin, Tennessee Codes. Now, obviously, the first thing, I just hoped for a quick and easy correction. However, it didn't turn out that way. And my attorney, who I had to get because they filed it's, you know, it seemed ridiculous to me. I mean, why didn't they just talk to me as a citizen of the county and as a homeowner? But no, they filed a suit, you know, that I was in violation, going to have to appear in court. So I had to get an attorney involved. He met with the codes officials. And then I retained a contractor to oversee the complicated process of getting the required permits. Well, Now, it's been four and a half years. I've now written checks for $146,058. That included a designed alternate septic system that then triggered the necessity for underground electric lines. So they went 450 feet, four feet deep through solid rock. There was excavation for about a month to haul away the rock. Contractors for electric, water, fiber optic, and resulting permit fees that are still continuing. Although we still don't have the final approval and that certificate of occupancy, I am confident we're getting pretty close. And yet I go back at what has happened in that period of time. I mean, it required a new map. I thought it would just be an easy process. No, it wasn't. But in that having happened, Joanne and I realized that uh, without having events on our property, it really was just a large piece of property and it was a lot for us to maintain. So we started exploring exciting options for maybe a next season in our lives. We traveled, talked with friends, got excited about a house that would allow new decorating, entertaining and new ways of living. I mean, Joanne's always wanted a pool, which was pretty much an impossibility with the rock at our Franklin, Tennessee house, but a clear reality in the houses we began looking at. I created a clear 10-year plan for my writing, speaking, coaching, growing the parts of my business that were not dependent on the sanctuary. So today, we live in a beautiful new house in Florida. We have that pool that Joanne's always wanted. I have an awesome office in our home where I overlook a lake and I see egrets, blue herons, eagles as I think and write. Now, in that property, our property that we still have in Tennessee, the place I've been forced to sink that $146,000 in, that I certainly didn't want or anticipate, but some things have happened there. In the four and a half years that have now passed, 
that property has increased dramatically in value. We've gotten cash offers that are easily $500,000 more than what we would have gotten four and a half years ago. In fact, it's under contract. We have a closing date set for that. But there are some things in the map that we didn't anticipate. We didn't just, we weren't able to choose the exact end result with only one way to get there. We experimented, we enjoyed the process. Now, I want you to think about a goal you may have. I mean, anything. Let's say that you want a nicer car. Well, you could run down to the dealership, sign up for the seven-year financing on exactly what you want. You could scour Craigslist and uh, say, pay $1,500 for a car. Clean it up, make sure it's mechanically sound, sell it for $2,500. I mean, then step that one up. Do a couple more times until you have $10,000 cash and you choose the nice used Mercedes that I'm looking at right here. I pulled it up just for sake of my own conversation and thinking about it. Here's a 2007 Mercedes Benz class, CLK class coupe only has a 79,000 miles on it. It's absolutely the top of the line, with everything on it. it. And it's $8,500. So if you've stepped up with, car to car, like I described there. And that's, that's a real process. I mean, I've done that many, many times. Uh, I expect to make money on cars when I buy them. I've done that forever and will continue to do that no matter what changes financially. I just enjoy the process. But in doing that, what I described, pay $1,500 for a car, step up, sell it for more, get another one, step up till you have $10,000 cash and go buy that nice Mercedes, $8,500, put your original $1,500 back in your pocket. Now that's a very different path to getting a nicer car than what most people do. But you can do that. There's always multiple ways to get to your desired destination. I mean, let's say you want to lose weight. Obviously, that's a very common goal in January of every year. So let's say it's um, 20 pounds that you want to lose. So you could... What could you do? You could go on a water-only fast for 31 days. Now, lots of people have done that, and it's pretty conceivable and pretty likely that you're going to lose that 20 pounds. Or you could count calories and only consume 1,000 calories a day. That would probably work as well. You could start running five miles a day. I mean, that's pretty sure a path that's going to get you there. Or you could um, only eat vegetables until you hit your target weight. The point is, there's a whole lot of paths that would take you there. The important component on any of these is that you decide to get to your destination. If you want to start your own business, you could go down to the bank and get a $250,000 small business loan, like a lot of people have done. You could ask your grandmother to loan you the $25,000 you think you need for your business. You could quit your job and just hope your new business starts generating profits immediately. You could use our 15 hours a week model, keeping your current job to continue covering your living expenses and funding your new business and plan on a full transition in six months. Again, the important component on any of these is not the path you choose as much as it is that you decide to get to your ultimate destination. Now, the GPS is kind of an interesting thing. 
You know, that was started by the U.S. Department of Defense back in 1973. I mean, it didn't become operational really until 1993. And at that point, they were really concerned about safety and security. And so they scrambled GPS that was put out in a public version, and it only had an accuracy up to about 100 meters. That was to ensure that the U.S. military had the best data available, and that wasn't available to common ordinary people. 100 meters, that's 328 feet. That was the original GPS that we had access to in 1993. Then in 2000, the year 2000, President Bill Clinton signed a bill to stop the scrambling. It was they, they understood that it wasn't really that much of an advantage, and he thought that it, the technology just ought to be available to everybody. So it was in 2000 that it was opened up to everybody. Well, now we're used to it. You know, 22 years later, we're, we're used to it, but it hasn't been around that long. The only thing that matters, you know, is you deciding where you're going to get to. Then you can take that crinkled up leather, a piece of paper, just you can map out. I mean, I like to map out what are the possible ways of getting to where it is that I want to go. Again, keeping in mind, the road is better than the inn. Our kids, when they were growing up, always knew that when we if we were going on vacation or we were going somewhere to have fun, our fun started the minute we walked out of our house. It wasn't just when we got there. It, it would mean, <laughs> I know that we had friends of our kids along with us sometimes who were blown away at how we traveled because it wasn't get in the car. You better make sure you went to the bathroom because we're not going to stop for 300 miles. No, we'd get in the car and we got 20 miles down the road and saw a yard sale. We may stop. If we saw an outlet mall, we may stop for two hours. You know, it was, we were already experiencing the joy of, you know, being together as a family and just doing things that we didn't normally do. So it wasn't a matter of just, we had to get to the destination. It was never like that. The road is better than the end. Well, hey, just a reminder, again, real life situations if not specific questions today, I listed some of those issues that have come in. But the real life situations that we're dealing with here, I wanted to give you just a couple of short stories as pointers for how you can address, how you can set your mindset to help you accomplish what you want in this coming year. So again, go to 48days.com slash askdan to submit your questions. And keep in mind, we're going to send you an autographed copy of 48 Days to the Work You Love if we use your question here on the air. Now, one more little story, and I'm just going to wrap it up for today. Now, when I turned 16, I mean, the biggest thrill in my life was that I could then drive legally. Now, being a farm kid, I actually was driving prior to that just out of necessity, you know, truck into town to haul grain in there. You know, it was not an unusual kind of thing. As a matter of fact, I used to drive our family to church when I was 14. Um, it wasn't considered a big deal back then. It was a lot looser about having to have a license. But uh, we were two miles from town, one mile on the dirt road, and then one mile on the paved road. That was it. And you know, it wasn't unusual at all for me to drive our family back and forth to church. But when I was 16, I mean, I was 
jazz. I was really pumped about the idea that I was going to get my own driver's license. So I went to the driver's license station on my birthday where they told me I had to study the materials and come back for my test. And they said there had to be at least one week in between. You got to be kidding me. I've been driving, you know, for a couple of years already. You know, I don't need to know anything else. Well, they made me do that. So exactly one week, week later, I was back and I got that driver's license. Now, the only damper in my enthusiasm was that I didn't have a car. I mean, all my buddies were given cars by their parents, or at least their parents signed the loan papers to get those really cool rides. My friend, Daryl, Daryl got a brand new 1963 split window Corvette. Uh, Oh my gosh. I mean, are you kidding me? I mean, what a dream car. Split window Corvette. But that wasn't an option for me. My dad believed one old black family car was sufficient. Cars were for basic transportation, not for show or enjoyment. We didn't have the money or have to have another car just because it would be fun. So I purchased a 1931 Ford Model A five-window coupe body for $275, just the body. Then I bought a Chrysler Hemi engine for $50. I used an abandoned, unheated chicken barn on our family farm to store this project I was working on. Every spare minute I was in that old barn working on my dream. Now, Joanne recently ran across the little brown notebook I kept during that time, detailing each careful expenditure as I created a car from parts. So when I had a few dollars, I mean, this thing wasn't something that ran. I got an engine that wasn't running. I got a body. I started putting things together. When I had a few dollars, I'd go to the local junkyard, find some of the items I could use. I mean, oil gauges, $4. Bucket seats from an old Renault in the junkyard, $25. Radiator cap, $2. I mean, I paid a friend $20 to paint seven coats of bronze lacquer as I continued to bring that car to life. Now, nearly two years after rolling that dead model a body into that old chicken house i drove it out on its own now my little notebook shows that i had spent a total of 950 dollars and 27 cents but then i was driving an eye-popping hot rod that was the envy of a whole lot of kids in town at racing slicks on the back at open exhaust all kinds of cool things now as i think about that event i'm reminded of the lessons that i learned along the way that continue to serve me today. I mean, obstacles are often just delays, not the end of the road. What seems impossible may just be the delivery method of new growth and learning. Seeing what others have may remind us of our upper limit challenge or prompt us to break through those imagined barriers. I mean, I was in a family where nobody had a nice car. It wasn't wasn't expected. Frankly, it wasn't even allowed You wouldn't waste money like that on a fancy car. But as I look back, I see so many similar times of growth in my life. Times of seeing new opportunities where an immediate solution wasn't possible. And an immediate solution may have caused me to miss the applications and the lessons that I learned along the way. Now, remember my friend Daryl, who had that brand new Corvette split window coupe? He loved my hot rod more than his easily attained car. We used to swap cars on alternate weekends. He'd drive my Model A, and I got to tool around town in a brand new Corvette that just made me drool. 
again, Cervantes says the road is better than the end. I mean, our kids grew up again, as I mentioned, knowing that our adventures began the minute we walked out the door, not just when we reached a particular destination. I've learned to enjoy the road, the scenery, and what the process produces in me. So don't feel sorry for this poor little farm kid. I mean, in in many ways, I think an easier path would have hidden the valuable lessons that came with being in that cold chicken coop. I mean, it was a year and a half I spent in that cold chicken coop before I rolled out a car that I could actually drive and enjoy. So what obstacle, just two questions for you here as we wrap this up. What obstacle caused you to discover a better option? What have you decided your destinations are for 2022? If you decide where you want to be, believe me, there's a whole lot of paths that can get there. Enjoy the process of following a path. Create multiple paths that would be possibilities. It's more fun that way. And then enjoy the journey along the way. Well, hey, going to play our familiar song here as we're wrapping up today. Stuck in a job, if that's you, make sure you are making plans. You define the destination, you decide, and that you're exploring the ultimate paths that are going to get you to where you want to go this next year. Again, submit your questions to 48days.com slash askdan. Thanks for listening, for sending in your questions, for being open to growing, for being a powerful force, for making the world a better place. And for believing without a shadow of a doubt that we can find or create work that is meaningful, purposeful, and profitable. Next week, I'm going to be talking about selling without shame or guilt. I'm hearing from too many people who apologize for what they have to sell. Thinking that someone would be better if they could just give it away and not have to ask for money. I'm going to talk about that. Selling without shame or guilt. Be back next week. See you then. This could be your chance. So take it.